everybody, and welcome to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and this is the 1853 podcast, a weekly program in which we tell you about the people, events, programs, and history that make Monmouth an outstanding National Liberal Arts College. And we try to get that done in about 18 minutes and 53 seconds. In this 17th edition of the 1853 podcast of the 2019-20 school year, we'll hear from political science professor Mike Nelson. He'll preview this spring's edition of the Great Decisions at Monmouth College. Mac Price is the assistant director of the Monmouth Fund, and he will talk about how the annual phonathon benefits Monmouth students. And sports information director Dan Nolan will preview a very big road trip for Monmouth's women's and men's basketball teams. For 40 years, Monmouth College has participated in great decisions. America's largest discussion program on world affairs. The free weekly program, which is sponsored by the Foreign Policy Association, brings together members of the college and area community around international issues. The weekly gatherings, which last about an hour or so, are held at 7.30 on Wednesday evenings in the Center for Science and Business this spring at Monmouth College. This year's Great Decisions kicked off on January 29 when biology professor Ken Kramer led a discussion titled Climate Change and the Global Order. Mike Nelson, who is chair of the political science program and director of the Center for Civic and Social Change, is coordinating this spring's Great Decisions. All of the discussions are led by members of the Monmouth community. Mike says that Monmouth holds this program for a number of reasons. Well, it's been a very popular program for quite a while here. We have members of the community here in Monmouth and also in Western Illinois and sometimes even Iowa come out to visit the campus and meet together with students, faculty, and staff and discuss really interesting topics. Uh, this year we have a great slate of topics that includes everything from climate change to the role of artificial intelligence in international affairs to um, what's going on in Central America and how that's affecting refugee flows to the United States. So a lot of really interesting issues. Mike says the diversity of the topics covered by Monmouth faculty in the Great Decisions program makes it a beneficial event to the entire community. I think this serves everyone who is involved. It allows our students a chance to hear uh, a wider variety of opinions and perspectives than they normally get in the classroom. Uh, and I think it's the same thing for the community members and the staff and the faculty as well. We have community members that come in that are uh, farmers, and when we talk about trade policy, they have a very personal perspective on it, and it's fantastic to have that. We have community members um, who have lived abroad and, and had experiences um, in news and in other areas uh, and have been able to bring those valuable insights to our discussions as well. And then the faculty that we have participating in this series, they're from a wide range of disciplines. We have history, anthropology, biology, political science, communication studies, um, computer science, all represented this term. Latin American studies too. Great Decisions is also a natural event for Mama's Center for Civic and Social Change to help sponsor 
because of that entity's commitment to enlivening and expanding the public sphere. Part of our you know, core goal here to uh, get people to think about their place in the world and their connections to each other and to the rest of the world. Absolutely. Yeah. These are issues that our presidents and congressional leaders are making decisions on all the time. And it's something that our students and, and faculty are always interested in. The program includes a companion guide called Great Decisions 2020, which can be ordered online at fpa.org. It includes eight chapters, each of which take about a half hour to read. The readings are also available on reserve at the college's Hughes Library. Mike says attending the Great Decisions also give individuals a deeper understanding of key international issues that are in the news. Absolutely. These are issues that are well curated, that have been in the news over the last year, and that a lot of us only have a very superficial understanding of. And this is a great opportunity to dive deeper. Our format is great for this as well. You get 30 minutes of conversation uh, or discussion from someone who has really thought about these issues and presents it to the audience, followed by a wide ranging discussion that lasts anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour sometimes, um, uh, where everyone gets a chance to, to participate. That's Mike Nelson. He's a professor of political science and director of the Center for Civic and Social Change. That's one of the groups helping Monmouth sponsor the spring's Great Decisions discussions. To read more about it, check it out in the news section on the Monmouth College website. And of course, that address is monmouthcollege.edu slash news. This is the 1853 Podcast, and I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. The Monmouth College Phonathon is getting ready to kick off the spring portion of its activities. The Phonathon was held for five weeks in the fall, and it will be held for three or four weeks in the spring semester. The Phonathon serves many purposes at Monmouth. It supports student scholarships and financial aid, and it also raises money to strengthen academic programs. Joining us to talk about how the Phonathon benefits Monmouth students is Mac Price. Mac is assistant director of the Monmouth Fund, which means he helps run the Phonathon. Mike says the Phonathon, which is staffed by Monmouth students, has a lot of benefits to the college. We use the Phonathon as a method to both fundraise and to what I like to call friendraise. So um, when people are coming to Monmouth College, a lot of times they have these great stories, these great connections with uh, the people, the faculty, uh, the memories of Wallace Hall, and they really just appreciate the opportunity to be able to tell those stories again and uh, our students love the opportunity to be able to talk with alumni friends of the college uh, it makes them feel like they have a home it makes them feel like they have supporters from all over the country which is really great and um, of course obviously it helps us fund scholarships it helps us fund uh, updated facilities it helps us fund student opportunity and it makes Monmouth College um, Max says the students who work the phonathon gain a lot of valuable skills and experiences. Well, a lot of our students are business majors. A lot of them are PR. A lot of them are communications. Um, a lot of them are in politics. And 
obviously the ability to talk with somebody and the ability to carry a conversation and the ability to, you know, have a goal for a conversation, have an intention and the ability to carry that out, improvise, uh, are all skills that pretty much every student uses over the course of their career. Um, I remember last semester we had a student who is studying to be an education major call into several current teachers and she was able to talk about uh, not only their experience on the job, uh, their experience at Monmouth, but just what it's like to be a teacher um, in Illinois. And so she really enjoyed all those conversations and we really enjoyed having them. And Max says that many of the gifts made during the phonathon have special meaning to the student callers. I remember we called into one uh, younger alum who um, has uh, gives a small donation every year, and he was very humble about that. But he has such big dreams uh, and is so grateful to Monmouth as an institution and really wants Monmouth to continue to be a part of them. We have gifts who are made in honor of uh, friends or family you know, gone by, and those are so impactful and so emotional. Um, we have gifts made in honor of a former professor, or just last semester we had a gift um, made just because the person who happened to be calling this person was graduating in a couple months. And she said, you know what, um, just because you happen to call, I'll send a, I'll, I can make a donation in the College. And uh, that's really what the Phonathon is all about. It's just because you happen to call. Um, I'll help contribute to the Monmouth experience. Mike joined the Monmouth alumni staff last fall. He says it didn't take long for him to fall in love with the college and its mission. When I first came to Monmouth, I knew it was a very special place. Um, I just saw today one of the students who really brought me to Monmouth, you know. Um, the students here are so kind, they're so compassionate, and they are that way because Monmouth is that way because the alumni are so kind and compassionate and caring. Um, one call I distinctly remember, uh, we called into somebody who uh, lives in Chicago. His daughter is attending Monmouth, and we just happened, to, the student who called him just happened to be from Chicago herself. And so they spent a while reminiscing about. Uh, what it's like from going from big city living to small town living, um, what it's like to, you know, be at Monmouth, to have a Monmouth experience. And uh, when she hung up the phone, she sort of had like, you know, a tear in her eye and said, that man is the best father I've ever heard in my life. And we all really just enjoyed, you know, hearing about how proud he was, about how um, powerful an experience Monmouth made for him. And as I work with the students, which is my favorite thing to do in the world, it's really fun to sort of help them, guide them through a semester, listen to them about what issues they're having, what successes they're having, um, and just, you know, watch them grow as a student and grow as a professional uh, over the course of the year. Even in this age of the smartphone, Mammoth has a very strong response to its phonathon. But Max says that some folks choose to give to the Monmouth Fund online, which they can do at monmouthcollege.edu give.
So you can always make a gift online at monthcollege.edu slash give. It takes about two, three minutes. It's very easy to do, and it helps fund scholarships. It helps fund the next round of future Scots. That's Mac Price, the assistant director of the Monmouth Fund. Once again, to make a gift to the Monmouth Fund online, point your browser to monmouthcollege.edu slash give. This is the Monmouth College 1853 podcast, and I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. The Monmouth women's and men's basketball teams head up to Wisconsin this weekend for a pair of huge road games in the conference. Both teams are in second place by one game in the Midwest Conference. The women trail Ripon by a game, and the men trail St. Norbert by a game. On Friday night, both Scott's teams play at Ripon, then they head over to Lawrence for a Saturday afternoon doubleheader. Sports Information Director Dan Nolan is the man behind MammothScots.com. That's your official home on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related. Dan says that both Mammoth basketball teams are in a good zone right now. He says the women entered their zone last December on a trip to the West Coast. You know, the, the women just had a, a really, I think, a great uh, holiday break. I went out to California and, and uh, beat the home team out there and then just about beat uh, a team that's now ranked fifth in the nation. Um, they stumbled a little bit coming back, but then I think they've kind of refound themselves and, and they're playing with them themselves, and everybody's really contributing at the right time. Uh, and it's just it's been a, a great uh, a season for them, and they're so close to being on the verge, a senior-laden uh, team right now. So, you know, we're, we're hopeful they can, uh, can get it done. The Monmouth men's basketball team has stayed competitive in the conference despite having to play without the services of All-American Will Carius for almost the entire conference schedule. And the, the uh, men, uh, you know, they kind of went through the same thing last year, uh, trying to find themselves early in the season and then uh, came back at, uh, in January and, and went on a run. And the, kind of the same thing has happened here. You know, we're missing uh, Will Carius, uh, his 27 points and 12 rebounds a game. And uh, right now, though, everybody's trying to pick it up. And you look at Justin Batterton, he's really caught fire. I mean, he's, he's upped his uh, uh, point-per-game average by about five a game uh, since uh, the 1st of January. So we're really uh, excited about that. They're getting contributions from everybody. We talked about Batterton really picking up his game. Uh, you look at uh, Tyler Houston. Uh, he hasn't picked up a scoring average as much as his rebounding. His rebounding has really picked up uh, since the first of the year. So everybody is, has, has stepped up their game. They know they have to uh, fill the void created by, um, by the loss of Carius and, and rolls on a weekly basis. Uh, we just have to wait week to week to see uh, if he's going to be back. So. Among Dan's many duties at the college includes being editor of Scott Scoop. That's a weekly electronic newsletter about all things Fighting Scots related. It's easy and free to subscribe to, and Dan says this week's issue includes a special feature on the basketball programs inspired by Rod Serling's Twilight Zone television show. 
Those of you who uh, subscribe to Scott's Scoop, uh, there's a, an extra story in there this week uh, that we did. Uh, we talked about men's and women's basketball being in a zone uh, that might be the twilight zone because they're mirror images of each other going into this weekend. They have identical records out of conference and in conference. Uh, last week, uh, Kyle Wilson picked up his 50th uh, win on the women's side, and Todd Scrivseth picked up his 100th win on the men's side. Uh, Last week we played Lake Forest, who incidentally, their men's and women's teams also came in with identical records. Uh, not records to us, but records uh, amongst themselves. So it was kind of a, a weird deal. And then on the flip side of that, uh, we both pulled into second place by one game uh, in the Midwest Conference, thanks to Rippon and St. Norbert, who were playing last Saturday. The St. Norbert men lost to Rippon, their first loss of the year, to get us into that uh, spot. And then the Rippon women had their first conference loss to St. Norbert to get us into that one-game back spot. So it was kind of a, a weird twist of events. We documented all that in the uh, in Scott Scoop this week. And admittedly, this doesn't rank up there with the Lincoln-Kennedy uh, similarities, but it's it's still uh, kind of an anomaly to note. Yep, if, uh, if you don't have Scott Scoop and you want to subscribe to it, go to monmouthscotts.com up on the top menu bar. Uh, it says Scott Scoop, and you just click on that to subscribe. It comes out every Thursday morning uh, at 4 a.m., except uh, this week we're sending out a half hour earlier at 3.30 for those early risers. In other sports news, Dan says that Mama's men's swim team received some great news this week. Men's swim team got their first ever uh, all-academic, all-America team uh, honors from the uh, College uh, Swimming and Diving Coaches Association. Uh, the women got it a few years ago, so the men uh, got their first this week. They have to have at least a 3.0 uh, team GPA, and they bettered that with a 3.24. So very exciting there for the for the men. And uh, the swim team actually gearing up now for the conference meet coming up February 14th through the 16th. And Monmouth Indoor Track and Field is in full swing, and records are being set. This week, uh, the men are at Whitewater on Friday night. The women run at Whitewater on Saturday. It's kind of a split meet, uh, but they're doing well. And, you know, Cindy Ladner, uh, every 60-meter race she's run this year, she's ran a personal best. So she set her first personal best in the prelims of the first uh, meet, bettered that in the finals. Then last week, uh, her third race of the year in the 60 meters, set a new PR, and then bettered that again in the finals. So we'll see if she does it uh, twice more this weekend. It's, it's going to be tough, but we'll see. That's Monmouth Sports Information Director Dan Nolan, the man behind MonmouthScots.com, your official spot on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related. Don't forget that you can follow all of Monmouth College Athletics on Twitter, just go to MC Fighting Scots. And for all of Monmouth College's social media accounts, check out the bottom of the homepage on the college website. And of course, that's monmouthcollege.edu. And that's going to be a 30 for this 17th edition of Monmouth College's 1853 podcast of the 2019-20 school year. I hope you enjoyed this program. Tell us what you think by firing off an email to us at news at monmouthcollege.edu. Be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody, and have a nice day.